This is the way. This is the way. Welcome to another episode of the Minotaurian Creed's Book of Boba Fett discussion series. Today we are covering the beautiful chapter five, Return of the Mandalorian. And I am joined, as always, by my dear friend Alden Diaz. But today we have a special guest in the house of Stuff You Miss in History Class and Criminalia fame, host of Full of Sith, a dear friend of mine. It's Holly Fry. Hi, hi, hi. I'm so excited because I have rabies. I am so excited because I've been wanting to have you on and I've just been really bad about being super proactive about it. So thank you for coming on with short, <laughs> relatively sort of short notice. But this episode was so you. I was like, this is the one. If I'm going to have Holly on for something like this is the episode. Yes, the checklist was in play, clearly. Well, mm-hmm. even just for one thing and one thing alone. <laughs> The Rodians lived. The Rodians lived. We had this conversation a couple weeks ago that every time there's a really cool Rodian, something befalls them. The red shirts of Star Wars. And we had two seemingly make it out okay. (laughs) Yes. I, like a monk of the Star Wars universe, just kept repeating the mantra, please let them live. Please let them live. Please let them live. (laughs) Throughout. I was so sure there was going to be a horrible callback. Even when we get to the moment when uh, he's flying alongside in that spectacularly beautiful N1, I was like, oh my God, the transport's going to get bombed. Like I was ready for the Rodians to go. I've been so conditioned to expect awfulness. Yeah, I think that seeing one as a child uh, provided a layer of security. I think no, maybe. there's no security. But, <laughs> well, <laughs> That's a fair point. It's well, like... I had just I had just watched. I mean, light spoilers for Peacemaker. Um, uh, all ages violence occurs in that show, right? Uh, and so I had I had that in the back of my mind. I was like, not on this streaming service. No, they would they wouldn't dare. Not the uh, not the Rodian child. But he was adorable, and and yeah, I mean, even you know, for people behind the scenes stuff this is the first time that holly and i've ever spoken face to face in a non-twitter capacity and so but but your brand is so powerful that even me like watching this and <laughs> we, we, don't, we, we haven't hung out like you and tori have and even then i was like oh that's a holly moment so then when oh. tori hit me up i was uh, you know hey what do you think about having holly on i was like i mean that's the one right like this is that kid and his little red jumper and, and his, his little, little wave Oh, you think I'm not thinking about making also, that outfit? Also, I was going to say the outfit, the, the, I mean, the, the kid's jumper, but the mom. Okay, mom how much outfit. do I love that not only did we get Rodians, we got like... Stylish Rodians. Midwestern shopping mall Rodians, right? <laughs> like, they're both very cute, but come on. Like, she bought that outfit at like circa 1993 Express. Oh, that pattern. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um, or she's like a really here's the headcanon we'll make up she's actually a spectacular upcycler and those that's where the clothes came from but then she recut them because they did have like a cool neckline a color blocked neckline that was a little different so this Um, is your this is your insert character essentially is what you're saying (laughs) this is i don't do that i don't do it okay (laughs) no i just have a rich fantasy life i can unspool at any moment with whatever (laughs) i think their backstory is uh, that's oh great. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, so, so oh. I, I, I would like to say something just in regards to our illustrious host. Tori, doing these recaps with you has been so wonderful. And it's, I, I, don't, mean to, I don't mean to make this sound like closing words because it's not. And like, we're gone. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> been a great like, episode, why, champ. Let's why, roll why, out. Been why, five why is this winding down already? <laughs> uh, but I don't want it to make it sound like, you know, our run is over. We still got more season to go. But I, I, I feel somewhat a sense of responsibility for any frustration you may have uh, felt this week because I, I was gung-ho, like, your favorite character is getting his own show. You should host it. Yeah. And then Lucasfilm was like, but what if one of them just simply was not? Um, and <laughs> and I know that you've had a you've had a an experience over the last twenty four ish hours of let me sit let me let me parse my thoughts and I think it'd be cool if you if you talked about that before we went into the <laughs> the general impressions before I make you all go first yeah like on the I, spot like, all right like, so much of this is also like how you find yourself when you start it and and what your That's feelings true. are you know a lot of us will. Hit, hit our controllers and check the how much time left and all that stuff that influences you. So yeah. what's going on with Boba Fan during this? So I try not to touch the controller because I don't want to look at the time. I just want to mm-hmm. get lost in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, as this was happening, I'm not going to lie. I kept being like, all right. <laughs> like a clown the whole episode. I was like, what is Boba Fett? And then like, it ended and I was like, oh, okay. And like, that's fine. I was I'm picturing of, you at every scene transition leaning like, forward and then be like, oh, literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a, in a way, yes. But also, no, because it was okay. It was an incredible episode. I have zero complaints. Like, it was amazing. Um, I love um, Bryce Dallas Howard's style. I do think that some of my favorite Mando episodes were hers. I really enjoy, and something that was super present in this episode as well, is, like, her attention to the wildlife of locations and her attention to droids. Like, Mm -hmm. she spends more time on those things that I love so much, and I'm sure we can both, you can both agree, also love very much. Um, Just spending time on these little details that not everyone hits, you know? Um, So I loved it. Perfect episode. But yes, I was initially kind of mad, (laughs) a little mad, just because I have lived my whole life hoping for Boba stuff, but not getting my hopes up too high. And (laughs) I'm, and I want to be like, there's going to be a second season, right? But I don't want to get my hopes up too high. And so I'm just a little concerned because I'm like, we have two episodes left that I know of. This was sort of your Again, Icarus moment. a perfect you, episode. You flew too close to the sun. You were riding high for flew all these too weeks. Too. <laughs> flew too high? To the twin suns. And uh, I, I mean, from my perspective, I was watching it. And it's so hard for me. And I've said this on the show. It's so hard for me to not watch this through your eyes sometimes. Because my Boba Fett love and enjoyment is, is an infant. It's only been since Mando season two. I, I was always a Boba is overrated guy until that really opened my eyes and changed my perspective. And... It was, you know, we'll talk about it in the sequential discussion, but when the bounty is over, the Klaatuinian fight at the beginning, I thought, damn, what an open. All right, now Fennec's going to show up and get him, right? And then it kept going. And then I was like, Fennec's <laughs> going to show going. up and get him, right? And then <laughs> plot and mythology started happening. And I thought, oh, they're going for it. This is, this is going to keep going. This is a random episode. <laughs> I was like, these crazy SOBs just plopped a bonus episode in the middle. Plopped the dinterlude, as I have learned to call it. Ah, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I, did, I, cannot, I cannot credit myself with that. A dinterlude was, was tweeted at me, but it does make that a That's really sense. good. Um, but yeah, it was interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I, so I'm not upset at this point. I was upset. I've moved on because I, <laughs> I have come to realize 
that thematically things are lining up here. But on top of that, I'm a big picture kind of gal. So I don't want to be upset prematurely. Who knows what's to come in the next couple episodes? Who knows what's going to pop up at the end? You know, if there will be, we'll return in season two. Who knows? (laughs) And if you were were really really upset, you played it well. All I got from you was a clown emoji at four in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) It was a clown emoji. That was it. Holly, how do you feel? Um, about the lack of Boba Fett, I'm okay. Only because... Oh, just in general. Just in general. Oh, and you I mean, can also again, this was like, hi, what would set off all your rabies? Would you like to have it now? It again, was like it's, a, it's a perfect episode. It's everything. That's what yeah. it was like for me. Um, but I, I definitely, like, the lack of it being Boba Fett to me was not problematic in that I kind of feel like this has to happen story-wise... Because I have a feeling that when we get to the boss battle and Din Jaren is involved, there will be things that without this episode, we would have been like, where the hell did that come from? Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm reasonably confident that some yeah. of these things, I mean, they, they seeded some of it, right? Like mm-hmm. Peli Mato has her whole thing where she's like, oh, those pikes, what a bunch of jerks uh, running the show. And I, um, I don't know, this isn't a prediction, but I wonder if he isn't having second thoughts about turning Grogu over to the Jedi completely after he learns that he's not allowed to be attached to anyone there. Oh yeah. I think yes, that's a that problem was a big, for him. That line really stuck out to me that that's completely against everything that we stand for. Wait a minute. So I do wonder if he will show up with Grogu. And I think had we not had this, people would be like, wait, didn't you give that baby away? Like what is going on here? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's that and also some of the lingering stuff that we'll talk about where it's, you know, the armorer and Paz really let you leave on on way more peaceful terms than I thought they might. And are they going to factor into this finale and and ruin the the battle for Boba? You know, that's a a wild. Never forgive. But Never yeah. no one can hold a Star Wars grudge like me. Beresafi's dead to me. But um, as she should be. As she That's the oh kindest my. way I can put oh it. Oh my too, god! In my head, it's there's a lot more. Yeah. Expletive laden, really insulting language. But um, I gotta. Uh, gonna be a bonus episode. I gotta but, say, now I'm just envisioning Din just like showing up, punching Luke in the face, grabbing Grogu. <laughs> I don't think it would even be like that. I think it no, would it be wouldn't. a little more, no, a little more gentle. Um, yeah. But it's a funny scenario thinking about him coming and being like, I've come back for my, my child. Thank some you. Some of the strongest stuff is, you know, I've been having so many conversations about the armor because, I mean, quick aside about the armor. Um, we've, been, we've been joking on this show, Holly, a lot about Cura Watch so far. Uh, zero, zero points right. on the Cura Watch scale. I was going to um, say, she knows Thice, about my Cura Watch. Dice Noodles Watch, also zero. Listen, we're all always looking for Dice Noodles. Always. Correct. That's a prerequisite for this show, especially. Every day in every way. But Armor Watch <laughs> was not on my life. radar at all. Exactly. But maybe it should have been. Maybe Armor it should have been. They still gave us a Tory character, which I thought was nice of them. I'm not uh, going to lie. I'm, fe- I'm having feelings about her, though. Well, that's the Me thing. too, girl. You... I am I, like now like, wait a minute. Because that's the thing. Wait like, a you, minute. <laughs> you gave her a good point and a good exchange with the Din stuff that we mentioned. But what's great about this story is that it can put... It's like, it's that meme. It's worst person, you know, just made an excellent point. Like <laughs> she says that, you know, oh, the Jedi are this and this. And he's like, well, that's not what we think. But then in the back of my mind, it's immediately Bo-Katan, Casca and Axe, where they're like, the children of the watch are a religious cult. So it's right. like, you can give the armor perspective that is valid, but what does validity mean coming out of your mouth? You're a conservative cultist who 
It's it's enough gray, right? It's enough. It's the gray that Star Wars actually plays in, not gray Jedi. Right. Jedi. You know, it's the is the curse of the dark saber real? I don't know. To them, it is because you can't argue with the genocide that happened. But, right. You know, so it's so much give and take with her point of view. Oh, the fundamentalist thing is not. Yeah. It's just <laughs> I have uh, issues. <laughs> that's where I'm like, that's not working either, you worse. guys. There's two of you left. Yeah. This is a problem. Yes. Yeah, two of you yes. left, and one of you who, you know, we'll get to, to Paz Vizsla. It's old Johnny Favs stepping up. Oh. Uh, he, he, he took a massive the audible L. groan. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny that, that asshole. Like, I, they immediately had <laughs> me like, oh, he was cool last time I saw him. Yeah. And as soon as he's like, hey, where did you get that? I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. it comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So what a what a spectacularly layered episode, and and that was all in the in the front half, my friends. That yeah. was all in the front half. Back half. You haven't even like, talked about my favorite stuff yet. Yeah. Oh, we're the, gonna get there. The back half is all. Oh, let's soup get... up this Batmobile and one, and it's fantastic. So let's talk about the quote of the week. Would anybody like to go first? <laughs> Typically it's a boba quote, but we've expanded it this week, clearly. <laughs> I think uh, I think Holly's clown emoji. Um, clown emoji of the week. Listen, mine works because it's silence. It's the silence of Din Jaren after she says, have you removed your helmet? No. And it's just dead air. The most awkward, like, <laughs> 20 seconds of Whoopsie all Whoopsie daisy, like... <laughs> I was like, Din, fall off the ledge. Fall off the ledge right away. I did, in case you dogged me for taking that wuss way out. I do have a backup, which is, oh, I wouldn't dog you, but please go ahead. We like to do runner-ups too. Right. The runner-up is, I know everything that's in there. That's my (laughs) runner-up. Yes. That is such a, that was Din becoming a Star Wars collector for a second. Yes. Like he really but I will, I will say when we get deeper into discussion, he doesn't have any of my favorite lines in this episode because they all belong can to share, one character. You can share, you can share that too, please. Go ahead. It's all, everything that comes out of Pelimato's mouth is Correct. my favorite line in the show. A hundred percent. Every thing, every thing, yeah. every, yes. <laughs> All. It's biting me. Everything. All of it. I honestly, they had me, and my, mine is a Pelly quote. They had me. We're at the docking bay. I think her, her docking bay is 34, I think. Um, I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head, but 35. I think it's 35. 35. And okay. when we cut there, and then Pelly steps into frame, I was like, oh, of course. Like, why didn't I expect this? I guess I had my brain had not yet fully transitioned into this is Mandalorian chapter 17, kind of. But seeing her just immediately Amy Sedaris is on fire. I think she's been better every single time she's been on the writing wise. I think they figured her out. They mm-hmm. were like, oh, we know how to write for Amy now. And I, I dated a Jawa is just, a, I tweeted, I was like, my new favorite Star Wars joke just ended up in this episode. I can't give any context because it'll give it away too much, but just know. And a bunch of people responded with like fur <laughs> gifs, fur coats, <laughs> like little things. Like, and yeah, I dated Genius. a Jawa and then, and then repeating it when the Jawas actually show up. Right. I I'm like that she uses, now. oh my God, I'm working on me now is great. I like that she uses, I dated a Jawa as some kind of street cred that you should <laughs> She's like, I did it Jawa. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, girl, that line alone, I wonder. It shows that you've never been off Tatooine. <laughs> like, Correct. Yeah. She's a local gal. <laughs> local gal. I, th- this time I really have thought about, occasionally I think about this, especially when they have these just hilarious people on. I'm like, I wonder if any of this is them just like putting them in there and letting them go. Like how much, like I wonder how much, if they give them any sort of input, like 
she's just hilarious. I wonder, I wonder, I would like to know where the division of like the collaboration is, I guess. Like, right. what did she come mm-hmm. up with? It's super interesting, right? Because <laughs> so many of the lines feel so off the cuff, but then there's words like father in there. You it's genius. Imagine. It's maybe, so good. Maybe she <sighs> fires a line and then somebody like John will say, okay, well, let's, can we put a Star Wars word in there? Okay, cool. Now take it again. Like, exactly. Exactly. Um, my favorite line, I do really like that I'm working on me. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> but Mando line is wizard. <laughs> because oh, yeah. the way, the way that he says it, you know that he's having the time of his life. Like, you can just tell. Like, yeah, and, oh, that was so fun for him to do. <laughs> and Jaren is a kid of the prequels. He, you know, he was a little yeah. elementary age child. So you have to imagine that he would have similar knowledge and interests of Anakin, Kitster, and all those guys. And, um, and Greedo. Greedo with that deleted Phantom Menace scene. Uh, Greedo was there. Super interesting to Getting see Getting his ass him. kicked, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Qui-Gon saving him. Um, but yeah, it was... For Greedo. So much joy in this episode. So much fun. So much joy. So much joy. I My backup, my runner-up line would be um, when he calls the BD droid little guy. Because oh, so cute. What growth. The droid hating Din Djarin. Right. Now he, now he sees this little... I don't know if they're a parrot because they sit on Cal Kestis's shoulder. I'm not sure what I consider the BD to be. But, uh, I yeah. think BD's like a dog. He's a sweet In little muffin head. is what he is. Sweet yeah. little muffin. Yes. That's all that yeah. matters. Yeah. All- <laughs> little patoot. A little patoot. A little little patoot uh add that to that like uh holly i think holly and i said a couple times our like lingo is just ever growing ever expanding there's bantha diddle now i have pulled that out so uh, many times in the last uh, 36 hours <laughs> bantha diddle is in the mix bantha diddle what else i made a list i did oh i, I did too i love the phrase jawa new well, it's Jawa It's Jawa <laughs> It's Jawa That's perfect for like thrifting. <laughs> Lingo. It's Jawa um, <laughs> Find a scud in a krill pond. No skin yeah. off my dip swap. Man. No skin <laughs> off my dip. No skin off my dip swap was the best one. I Dip swap is much or, like, we had a whole conversation about what is dank. Is is right. dank more, you know, GD? Is it more the F word? Is it more the S word? Um, and dip swap is one of those ones where I'm like, sounds suggestive, but also super light. Humorous. Listen, we don't know because it's a vast galaxy and not everybody has the same the thing. Exactly. So like, maybe that's a very specific reference to like a dirty Jawa part. I don't know, but she would. Exactly. <laughs> or smooth. Uh, Din says smooth as a gong scomp jack. Well, it's where you plug your scomp in on the. On the I, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just. I don't know what that is. Scomp jack, definitely. Uh, what are you, a farm boy? Come on. Yeah, related. Yeah, Tori. Uh, I'm also Tori. working on a gong project right now. Shame on me. Hang Shame. out at Tashi Station. I know nothing. Right. Much really. like Din. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the title, The Return of the Mandalorian. Pretty straightforward. A little bit straightforward, yes. A little bit straightforward. I don't know if you'll have anything nice to say. Sometimes we have a big old discussion because it's super layered. This is pretty, uh, there it is. Jazz hands. Here we go. Here we go. I think that I've gone on about this before, that this show is sort of, the. it's like the first 30 minutes of Jedi, the TV show. Like they, they've stretched out that feeling of what Return of the Jedi starts with and all this stuff. And I think that, you know, any Return of the in Star Wars right. has to be in some ways an homage to Return of the Jedi. And Return of the Jedi 
there's been discussions now for almost 40 years about is the return of the Jedi Luke? Is the return of the Jedi Anakin Skywalker? Is it return of the Jedi the Order? And I think the answer is all three of those things. Um, and for that, for that tradition, you can make an argument that it's the return of the Din, of Dinjarin, the Dinjarin, Dinjarin to television, uh, to the main storyline. Correct, of course. Um, yes. The Mandalorian to what he was, bounty hunting, and you know, also being true. sort of like the scourge of the underworld and hacking, cleaving grown men in twain before it was with a door and now it's with the dark saber. Right. Um, and then also the return of the Mandalorian, the discourse, the idea, because I think so much of seasons one and two of that show are, what is the Mandalorian? It's the armorer's definition. It's Bo-Katan's mm-hmm. definition. It's his definition. It's a many different definitions. Yeah. yeah. And when Sabine Wren shows up, if Fen Rao shows up, we go back to Rebels and Clone Wars, Satine. I mean, we've seen how House Kreese gets dragged through the mud by the armorer in this episode. Where uh, or Clan Crees? The shade. Ugh. About the shade. (laughs) It was all their fault. Yeah. So (laughs) there's a lot of that, and I also think that the very end with Fennec and Boba, uh, Fennec and and Din talking about Boba, the return of the Mandalorian to the only sort of found family that he's had along the way, the people that helped him protect his son. So I think it's ideological, literal, sort of meta. Meta, of course, the first level because. For people that were not, that are maybe more casual viewers that were not waiting all week because of a musical cue, for them, they see Din, <laughs> then that mute, that title hits and they're like, oh, it is a Mandalorian episode. Ah. So I think that it's- uh, What do they do? Ah. Okay, just check. I have to, can we say, I love the way the music is put together it's in gorgeous. that moment, how it yeah. just blends both yeah. themes. <sighs> yeah, somebody, somebody did their- did a mix of it on on youtube and i've been listening to it today oh oh no wait for the i'm gonna put that on repeat the the volumes now now this would be in the second volume of the soundtrack um, yeah and i'm like just go week to week but i know why they don't no that's uh that's beautiful i like that no and as you were talking like before you got to this point same mind it's fine um i was thinking about yeah like this is definitely because my gut reaction is like Return of the Mandalorian. He basically gets his Mandalorian taken away at this point, or at least the Mandalorian that he thinks. But again, like you said, it's all about that de- different definitions all leading to the same thing. And I mean, if he is to be, you know, in charge and bringing everyone back together, I mean, how do you bring back a people together if they're not going to accept? They're not going to accept the other kinds of Mandalorians out there. There's nothing <clears throat> to bring together. So, gosh, how does does how would how would we ever know what that's like? Not having people agree on things, I don't understand. It's so hard like to Star Wars like looks at, the, looks at the times or something. I don't know. I know. What? No, wild. But yeah, that's an excellent point. And the pressure that he's under. Um, that he, I mean, I, I joke that he's dummy. I don't think he even understands the and, pressure that he's under. Yeah, accidental <laughs> king. He even knows. And he, <laughs> he sort of has this, this mentality of you, you, are, you have become a square peg and you are trying to fit into the old, you know, cylindrical mm-hmm. hole. And that's the burden of the hero. You know, that's what Filoni talked about with old Luke. In terms of Frodo, that's you know, uh, Luke returning to Tatooine at the beginning of Jedi, black clad and, you know, him and Han having that exchange about, you know, I grew up here, uh, you know, you're going to die here. That whole thing is um, what Din is sort of going through here. You return home and I'm fascinated by the, and maybe it's because I have had sort of these contentious discussions with my own mother, but I sort of felt like that, that the armorer was his mother saying, you're back in my house, it's back to my rules. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 
all the growth that he experienced over two seasons is gutted it's, out of him. It is. In a it's second. Pretty, He's like, it's rough to witness. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And for her, it's like mission over. Like you're back. And I think that it's um, going to be really interesting to see. I mean, I've been waiting for them to come to blows since season one. Um, and I, again, very surprised that he was able to walk away. So. Well, on that note, let's do, let's get started here. I just love when Star Wars mixes up things that you least expect, like a Clatuinian butcher shop. Listen, we got our Goodfellas moment, which made me very happy Incredible. in my dark little heart. Incredible. I loved it. I loved, and of course, you know, Din Djarin coming in, being the most dramatic. You can't help but think, I, I love these characters so much, and I know it's just for cinematic effect, but you can't, I, I just picture them being like, it's going to look really cool when I pause here for a minute. Oh, right. I like and to think I about, <laughs> I like to think about the other characters talking about it later, where there's some Klaatuinian over a drink being like, you would not believe this big old drama queen showed up. I know, he like, <laughs> He like paused and he like posed and he like kind of vogue for a minute and then but he then came he gave in. us money so that was cool like <laughs> yeah he helped us seize the means of production said take what we feel we're, we deserve it was great yeah. um i in my my mind when he did that little stop before he came through the curtains there it was sort of like hearkening back to the first episode of the show when the door opens up in the western moment and it's almost like Din is trained to stop at all doors that like, in his mind so that, oh, wait, these are just curtains. I got to do it myself. Like, <laughs> See, I'm over here. Category is armor drag. Like, yes. <laughs> He's got music playing in his I'm helmet. I'm 100% on catwalk. Uh, yes. Yes. So good. Yes. A thousand percent. But yeah, these oh, my guys gosh. Are, these guys are, are, again, talking about that blend of aesthetics and like taking a real world thing and just putting it in the Star Wars twist. Seeing these Klaatuinians with, you know, their their meat freezer sort of outfits. Their little greebly aprons. And the aprons, yeah. And the way that, um, I mean, just immediately seeing him sort of decked out with spear, jetpack, everything. I checked immediately. I'm like, where's, is it on your belt? Is it on your belt? And because that's the big thing is we know that Fennec got off the light cruiser at some point. We know Gideon was turned over to the authorities based on later conversation we have no idea if Bo and him threw down if there was a, a, a shouting match if she let him go peacefully we have no idea so just seeing him with the dark saber um right off the bat with this guy being like that's not me doesn't even look like me uh, <laughs> what's great i loved it i loved it and then he pulls out the dark saber to do Makes his regular bounty in the process <laughs> yeah which was himself which is awesome awesome <laughs> It was an awesome, it was, it was a great moment because I thought that I, I was, not that I care about training levels because that's a boring conversation in Star Wars and, and is pretty much useless, but it was so in line with, and, and we got more later, the minute he pulled it out, I was like, oh, I wonder, because I'm such a Sabine fan, my heart immediately went to, how much are you going to open yourself up to this, Din? And then the second that he was swinging it around like a, like a drunk with a bat, I was like, aha. So <laughs> it tells you so immediately, like, I don't have my son. I'm alone. Back to my dumb job. I'm not centered. And this is a weapon that requires the utmost uh, serenity to be able to yeah. 
wheeled intentionally. So when he hacked his own leg, I thought, oh, you big dumb dumb. Yeah, I heard Linda Belcher in my head going, you poor dumb thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> it's so true. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's great. But so, like you said, he 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 empowers these Klaatuinians who looked incredible. By the way, I loved all the different face sculpts going on. Yes. What? Oh my gosh, just beautiful. Um, he lets them take their money, and then um, can we talk about this? I thought of Treasure Planet. I know everyone else's immediate reaction <gasps> is Halo, right? No, I'm with you, 100%. Oh, good. Okay, someone else said Treasure Planet, too. That's immediately what I thought of. This, like, crescent mooned metropolis in the stars. Yeah. Everyone went Halo. You guys went Treasure Planet. I went the Citadel and Mass Effect. I don't know if that will land here at all, but the... I've yeah, not played so, it that much, and um, I apologize. Don't, don't apologize to me. It's a, a great experience you have ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> me, the creator. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was immediately... Um, you know, the way that this show, a little satisfying for those of us that have been defending the show a little bit for the, especially in the Tatooine argument to be like, aha, but look at this big ring. <laughs> <laughs> look at this big ring in the sky. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was also just like, ah, uh, like th- this was, we knew it was Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, it had been on social media the previous evening. Um, so it didn't have that normal, I wonder who did this one. But instead that changed into, ah, oh, Bryce, you genius. You yeah, beautiful, you beautiful queen. Look at you, like, cool girl. Yes, the, the, that went my the, the jump from chapter four to chapter eleven to this episode. It's like you really are your father's daughter. Like my goodness, like this. It's like Willow to Apollo thirteen. Like boom. Like <laughs> wow. Like you really did this, and yeah. you get that gorgeous wonder where the camera never cuts, going yeah. in to collect the bounty and then going back down the elevator. I was like, this is like. And you know, Fabro was like, hey, my game engine. Look at that. Right. Um, yeah. Where we then realized that he just took this job to get himself to where the covert was. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't even want, like, I don't want but, another job. I don't want, I just, I do have to back at. up. To no, the, we do need to back up to, to the, the sparsely clubs. populated but beautiful nightclub. Because did you yes. clock a tall Shadra fam? Tall one? Now I need to go back. I haven't stopped. I was going to ask you what you picked up on because I have not had a chance to zoom in on it yet. And I know you probably have. Walking into the little private side dining room where Miss Thing, the Ishi Tib who's very into social pressure, is sitting and holding. I freaking love her. (laughs) Walking out is a Shadra fan that is like his height. Whoa. This like changes everything. Yeah. For Holly Fry. Yeah. <laughs> for no one but me. <laughs> no, 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 I'm uh, with you. <laughs> you and Paolo Hidalgo furiously right. updating something. Right. And there were beautiful flower arrangements in that side dining room, which also I was eye. looking at those. Yes. Off in the background, gorgeous, beautiful. And then fun little pastry trays again, like the tiered. <sighs> I love that when you log into Disney Plus... The image is the weirdest. It's is the picture shot. of them sitting in their little banquette. <laughs> it's a gorgeous, like, almost little, nothing to do with the episode. It's, it's so true. A, such a good teaser because when I saw it, when that, you I thought, click on it, you're like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. I'm very excited about this. Yes. Oh my no, God. We get they, seconds like, of them. Are they going to be part of the Mercy? Like, are they going to Not even a little. No, not no. even a skosh. Not even, yeah, nothing. Nothing. But anyways, yeah, love so, the music in that nightclub too. Good stuff. All of it. All of it. I, um, yeah. I like that it's clearly a private club because it's not real, you know, uh, you're not wall to wall with people. Mm-hmm. Those are the cool kids. Correct. Yeah. 100%. Correct. 
that's the upper upper society of oh. the oh. i want to know what the place is called so we have a name but we don't, I don't know. right maybe we'll never know part of the mystery i mean that's why they put their covert there right nobody knows about it it's so exclusive it reminds me a little bit of stray light oh, from neuromancer like it's just it's only for extraordinarily rich people i just went a little too far into old school sci-fi for you and i apologize both of that's you cool. young children are like yes mom <laughs> but you know what? We were, I was gonna let you have it, and so so was Tori. There was a there was a social contract that happened just then to be like this is a deep cut, and you gotta respect it, and and we're gonna ride the not wave. that deep. William Gibson coined the term cyberspace. Man, we wouldn't have any of this without him. I don't think. There you go. You you learned something today. I learned something today. We always learn some something when I speak with Holly. We'd always. have some of it, but not all of it. Always learning experience. That's why we brought a scholar on today. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. me. True, it's true. It's true. Oh sure, sure. So how cool are the little like visor graffiti that I assume is only viewed upon by like Mandalorian helmets? Am I trying to find a way to hide those in my house? Yes. Oh my God, please. That would be, oh, I'm a hundred percent blacklighting those in my house. A hundred percent. That would be so cool. I, if you need recommendations on paint, I think I actually know a perfect paint for that. I do. I will we'll, let we'll talk you know. offline. I will let you know. <laughs> I know a perfect paint for that. But anywhere. Honestly, Star Wars <laughs> Celebration should do it. And that's, everywhere should and do you it. have to try and find it. That's how you get into the to the VIP lounge, the Jedi Master VIP lounge to get beaten up. Right. Is the only <laughs> yeah right to get your sword taken to almost. hang out in the Jedi Master VIP lounge. Everyone to get judged by a fundamentalist. <laughs> Most conservative. Listen, enough. we would all do it. <laughs> oh, we'd be there in a New York minute. Are you kidding me? You have to get judged, and you have to fight your your largest cousin in a duel. See if you can get a knife to his throat. Um, and <laughs> in, honestly, oh. I was going to say, honestly, Paz, you know, I've been talking to uh, Nikki Kumar, friend of the show, and one of our co-hosts here. Like, Paz, you had the armor advantage, the size advantage. You had a little shield. And you had everything, man. And and, and the Darksaber halfway through the fight, and you still lost. It, a little petite shield was something, though. It was fun. Like, like, look look at that little it. cupcake shield. Oh, look at that going. <laughs> <laughs> little baby shield it's cute i liked it like a little chihuahua shield it's fantastic can we back up for just a moment though because once again and of course we talk about how dramatic din is this is all learned behavior how dramatic that the armor's just sitting there waiting for someone to show. oh yeah <laughs> oh for sure it's from the the luke skywalker school of waiting for the apprentice to approach you i, I think was i talking to justin i think my boyfriend he he liked um 30 rock yeah, and he, he told me it reminded him of an episode where um, uh, I think it's Alec Baldwin's character, and he dramatically turns around and he's like Liz Lemon, and she's like, "How'd you do that?" And he's like, "I'd be lying if I said I haven't done this to like four other women that weren't you." <laughs> and, like dramatically turned around, <laughs> so it just makes me think of her just like sitting there dramatically, sitting there waiting for someone to show up. Yeah, he, he learned his that. catwalk entry skills from her. 100%. Oh, totally. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, it's all 100%. about the drama and the flair, a thousand percent. I mean, going back to the armor fighting the stormtroopers in the first season. Right. The way that she like strikes a pose on every move and then lands a pose. It's like, that's it's that's good. the whole lifestyle. You cannot be in the covert if you cannot hit your poses. That's, that's, right. that's correct. Be like, um, mm, no. Yeah. Sorry. That's the third, that's the, like the extra question that we don't hear. But are you, are you posing? Are you practicing your pose? Are you practicing your pose? Have you, <laughs> have you ever removed your helmet? In my head, this became, in my head, every training session in the covert ends with a Tyra Banks-esque judgment. (laughs) 
have eight by tens of each Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh my god. You really brought it you, on Dan. power, but you didn't really have, have finesse. I have four bars of Beskar in my hands, but only three stand before me. <laughs> Oh, Honestly. it's the flip. Four <laughs> yes. stand before me, three bars of Beskar. You got to eliminate there you go. somebody. Yes, 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 yes. 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 You're yes. being generous, Tori. That's you're not. Really Sorry, did I say it the opposite way? <laughs> and we have an extra. Sorry about that. And we have an extra. Well, we'll make a gift. Um, for Grogu. We'll find a family. Um. Yeah, I. Oh. I love this 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 mythology we've created. You say so, Tori. At the, so when you're seeing the graffiti, are you already in like, I'm about to see the armor mode? Kind of, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. what does that mean? It yeah. must mean, which is great because we didn't really know what happened with yeah. them. And he couldn't um, find them in season two, even though he tried. Excited to see her. I kind of was like, ah, about pause, you know, I was like, oh, this is, this is not going to go well, right? Um, he shows up and that's like the one of the first questions. Hey, how'd you get this? Hey, what's that? Can I have it? Can I, are you using that? Which immediately felt like such a um, disingenuous, manipulative question. Because of course, I mean, obviously the armor, but also a descendant of House Vizsla. I mean, the only two Vizslas that we know for sure are around are Paz and Sabine. We can assume maybe Sabine's mom, brother, I don't know. Um, but it was immediately like, oh, he's going to pull the family line bs on him and and you're immediately so uncomfortable for not even a moment are you happy because you just remember his growth in season two and you're like dude you're beyond these people and you don't even know yeah you don't even know so upsetting well i also like that they throw all that shade at bo katan and how she talked about her birthright and thought that was cool and like that she had the saber and that made her a leader and look how it ruined all the mandalorians by the way that is my birthright and i want to take it from you i'm like Listen, pay attention. Like yeah. Paz has not has not. He learned nothing from he any of not, that. Learn nothing. And and the the not you don't have to say Satine to know they were shading Satine. You know, Clan Crees, they strayed from the way and look at everything it did. And suddenly it was like smash cut to all of Clone Wars in like a in like a rapid succession yeah. flashback. Um with K2s. I mean, shout out to Bryce Dallas Howard for being like, what if flashback, but Terminator 2 Judgment Day? Perfect. Like, it was like and the was second the explosion, like, it was one step away from a dun-dun-dun-dun-dun as the K2s <laughs> all came in. I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, I didn't expect to, to ever see that visualized until maybe animation or something, but wow. right, it was gorgeous and frightening and atmospheric. Um, I'm also, as a, as a Rebels fan and as a Sabine fan, since... Bo was in season two of Mando. It's been in the back of my mind and everyone's mind. Is Bo Katan going to ever fess up and admit that this was gifted to her and that she never won it legitimately? And I didn't know if that was public knowledge. None of us did, um, except Dave Filoni, I guess. And for the armorer to know and be like, she was given it. Right. And that causes a curse. I was like, oh, man. Cut, cut <laughs> to Sabine Ren, like, ugh. Sorry. Um... Yeah. I also love that she dropped the nugget that they're so dogmatic in their little sect that they moved off Mandalore to a moon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she was like, oh, we were, we were okay because we weren't really there. We were on Concordia. <laughs> we were on Concordia. Because we were so insufferable that we had to go elsewhere. And that's the thing is that Star Wars is so much about context that 
when you have one of the founding or at least leading members of Death Watch saying that you've gone too far, then you've gone too far. It's time, it's time to look up therapists, my friends. Yeah. I also, <laughs> I still believe that because of Armour's helmet that she was a mall supporter. I'm wondering if that's, if I'm reading. Oh yeah, maybe. Or if it was, or maybe she I is mean... a Samarak and we just don't know. Um, but it's an interesting, oh, such interesting an interesting character. Too. And I think that Emily Swallow's voice performances are just delicious. Like mm -hmm. one of the best deliverers of pure exposition in the game. Yes, without it being clunky. I agree. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I also like, did any... Did either of you play in band when you were in school? Yeah. yeah. Did I you did. have that moment where you're like, Paz is trying to be first chair Mando? <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> both in band and in, in theater, you know, in like a theater troupe, like- I'm the main character. This guy trying to be at the front of the number or the front of the tableau. Or... I challenge you yeah, to it play was... Blue Danube. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. I've been doing French horn for five years. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it was absolutely a, and also to, to tie into that very middle school, high school metaphor for it. Last time we saw Paz, he was all salute, buddy. This is the way you're great. And it's like, oh, you're so fake Paz. Like now when I rewatch those episodes, I'm gonna be like, you're fake, get out of here. Can't be trusted. Well, and I think it's that thing that is the problem with their entire little herd, right? Is that none of them do the self-examination mm -hmm. to have any sort of continuity of behavioral integrity because they're all like, I do what I'm told and I follow the rules and I never Correct. take off my helmet and I never connect with anybody. I just do the thing. And so like, I almost can't fault him as much as I think he's a jerk. I'm like, oh, no one ever gave you any like interpersonal relationship skills. No, cor no, no correct. one yeah. ever gave you the tools to really like look at your own behavior and decide what you want. You only had the rules of the dogma. Yeah. And it's, it's like driven home in so many beautiful ways across Din's whole journey, the believer is a great one where he can't, he fundamentally does not understand eye contact or normal conversation conventions. And he's, you know, emotionally stunted in a lot of ways. And he finally has, you know, so many breakthroughs, but again, to be put back in the box of coming home is sort of what forces him to, to reflect on, I mean, it's in the moment too, of like, I would like to give a gift to Grogu. I want to visit him. He's, he's the foundling and they have that whole exchange. But then he's holding the gift. He's seeing this Rodian child. He's thinking about it. He's got his little baby bubble on the back of his N1. There's all these things that are oh, like- Oh, that bubble. Dude. Mm -hmm. That baby's gonna be in that off. bubble. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be great. Him, <laughs> him in the back. <laughs> oh my God. Right? I hope somebody knows yeah. how to make macaron at Luke's Training <laughs> Academy because I really worry about that kid. Oh, for sure. He's, he's over there eating, I don't know, Yoda stew that Luke inherited the recipe for. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's root leaf stew. It's actually delicious. I was gonna say you picked the wrong person to mess that one up, Alden. I know. I it's know. over now. Brutal. Well, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that it's there's so many things. It's like you know, you it's almost intentionally um, not impactful. It's emotionally impactful for him. You are not a Mandalorian. Then he walks away, and it's like you still got your arms, legs, and head. You still got everything you walked in there with. Well, buddy. Love the one you're with. What is it? Love the one you're with. Can't love. The you one can't be with the one you love. Love the love one you're, the one with. you're with. Yeah. There's a rose in the fisted glove now. Again, this may be too old for you. <laughs> the eagle flies with the dove. No, no. no sorry. It's a good one. 
That's a good but, one. Those are old school bangers. Um, there is part of me that wonders, right? Din goes off thinking like, oh, I'm going to go find those waters under Mandalore and, you know, redeem myself. But then I picture him halfway out the door going, he's never going to those waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. He's walking, he's walking a baggage check like, I don't even know how to swim. Right. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go get my kid and tootle around the universe in a VW bus. <laughs> he's like... I miss Omera. I miss Quill. I miss IG. Mm-hmm. I miss all my. I miss grief. I miss all my friends. I should never come home. Yeah, very true. Tori, if, if, what was your sort of like a big conversational takeaway before? I guess the next thing is the training, right? Would be the training scene. I don't know. I mean, again, like you said with armor, she's just kind of always dropping facts. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I mean, big big bits gift. that I I really like. She said the mythosaur is supposed to rise up to herald a new age of Mandalore. So that's a fun one. I wonder if we'll see that happen. It'll oh, yeah. be Din riding the mythosaur and oh, Boba yeah. riding the Rhaegar. <laughs> I mean, Hal Hickle out there aggressively a wild like time. Yeah, a wild oh, time. It's it's coming. And then I. I this was just an interesting tip but this is nothing i mean it doesn't mean anything super wild i think literally just a plot device to get the spear melted down into whatever it is that grogu is gonna have chainmail mithril Chainmail. Um, but she says uh, you can't have a spear made of best scar because that puts us at risk you can only have armor so i thought that was a very interesting tidbit and an interesting thought and again that's the thing is that that's how these people corrupt is because there's just enough good points because like, you're like great point armor that's and a pretty you're like, smart oh, you're pretty smart <laughs> she's got a great yeah. point then um it's true and, and it adds to the villainy of morgan elsbeth and, and grand admiral thrawn if he gave it to her or something um to you know turn their weapon on them it's actually now that i'm saying it is a very thrawn move like what if i turned it into a spear that could be right cool. and whose <laughs> armor was it maybe before it became that i have exactly. to wonder exactly oh a oh. really good thought who's out there? who who took the the massive l to become a spear mm-hmm. that's a great question maybe mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it was almec's armor just melted down almec <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> oh, so they have their big old little fighty fight and then, which we've already briefly talked about, have you ever removed your helmet? Brutal. I like how he just thought if he didn't say anything, it would have just been fine. <laughs> right. Like, I like, like you said, just like, there's only three of you. Like she's a dinosaur and if he doesn't something. move. If he doesn't move, I, nothing will I happen. I totally wanted him to be like, look over there. Like, <laughs> Again, I thought, oh, is he, is he about to fight his way out of here? I, we've never seen what happens to the oath breakers you know in this situation it was so uncomfortable and then she asks again and i was like oh she's gonna count to 10 if you don't answer (laughs) (laughs) and then the the best line leave apostate oh yeah that was hardcore oh my god Um, it was yeah not a great day i mean there was a series of losses. I mean, it was sort of the opposite of Trials of the Darksaber. No progress was made for him wielding it. It just got heavier with every swing, so he says. It was more clouded. And you got to imagine the next time he tries to ignite that thing, it's going to feel like Mjolnir because of all the conflict now within his heart. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, he's definitely- It's very clear. Out. Everything's getting to him. As she says, you're not focused. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and he's just uh, thinking about his baby. But also, that. once again- what level of ding dong are you when there are only two of your allies together and you kick the third out mm-hmm. over like they're they're dedicated to their <laughs> over your like bylaws? Costs, but... <laughs> yeah, there wasn't even a strike system. There wasn't a 
There was nothing. There was no penalizing. Quickly before we move on, though, I do want to ask, because we've kind of already mentioned this a little bit. I mean, were you shocked? Were either of you shocked that he was just, they were just like, all right, walk out the front door with our ancient relic. Yes. That we tell stories about. <laughs> so now I'm afraid he needs to watch his back. I'm like legitimately stunned that he was able to walk out there without violence because I thought it would have been, you're on a Mandalorian, therefore you cannot carry that. I thought it was going to be a one-two punch. I wasn't shocked. I was kind of thinking they felt like even knowing that that dark saber is getting heavier and heavier, he still dinged a guy twice his size. So I think some of it is like we can't afford the risk of another one of us. That's to a point. Out. Like you said, there's only three yeah. of us. They're here. doing risk management calculations furiously in <laughs> their heads. Point. They're like, that's just point. Uh, I guess just go. And if you want to dip in that water, that'd be stupendous because we really need another guy. <laughs> yeah, please go fix yourself. They switch to a private channel in their helmets, and she's like, Paz, just let him go. <laughs> you already you already embarrassed us we've already made enough of a mess here today please just let him go oh. it was very interesting um one thing before we fully leave the section I, t- I touched on it the whole discussion about the fact that moff gideon is in new republic custody now and the discussion of you know oh we gave him to the new republic should have executed him yeah hopefully they executed he's him. responsible for what they say millions the deaths of millions yeah, yeah so it's it, it, i'm this is neither here nor there. My prediction for Moff Gideon is that he's going to be sort of like a Hannibal Lecter character. I hope he spends the whole next season in custody just effing with people um, from behind bars. I think that could be very interesting. But the whole idea, again, showing that Din is, he doesn't know who he is um, or he or he thought he was figuring it out, then gets that sort of pulled out from under him. Then him and Pelly are able to sort of get back on track together. This moment of, well, I gave him to the authorities. That's good, right? She's like, not good enough. But he's right. <laughs> Uh, you're so right. Disapproving mom, for real. Yeah. For real. Oh, it's yeah, your mom. So many people online have been talking about religious trauma. I've been talking about um, verbal abuse, talking about all this stuff. She's a gaslighting, really. I mean, I had suspicions about her going back to season one, but I did not expect to really leave this scene like, no, screw you. Yeah, I'm a little shocked, honestly, at the pivot at this point that I've taken with her. I'm like, oh. The, the logo for this show is based on her. How dare. It's a mess. Oh, Tori, that's on you. She to go work on herself. <laughs> yeah, she's and on that, <laughs> we're all working on ourselves. What can I say? I hope. Um, and, <laughs> and on that note, it's what I refer, I just add renaissance to every word now, but it's the Rexessance. We saw another, mm-hmm. <laughs> another gorgeous, gorgeous droid in the airport bus station. Yeah. yeah. And we have an incredible weapons removal scene. <laughs> yeah. It's the perfect, like, stretched out, bit it goes on just long enough just enough things get added that it's hilarious and then we have rodian family off you go holly take it away holly <laughs> i mean there's not a ton no. there's not a ton to say about them right like one i'm not really a kids person but rodian kids sure are adorable and i, I feel that way Correct. definitely didn't want him to become deceased um <laughs> become deceased such a nice way of saying it versus listen, get axed <laughs> i lived through that poor little digger from episode one <laughs> um yeah i um yeah they're adorable they're so cute i wish we had more cute rodian things that were not oh he's a clown and he gets chumped up or you know just the general or her head explodes or all of the other it was just lovely cute rodian lovely, and his cute. mom 
He behaves like a kid. He wants to gawk at the shiny man. Yeah. Who doesn't? Right? Little waving out the window. All, all adorable. Us. Kiss your little face. Yeah. It was a really face. great moment of, I mean, on the nose, you know, it's, I, my kid's not there. My jetpack is taking up my other seat and this kid is there and he's waving at me. It just makes me miss my boy. Like all that stuff. And takes out his little, got his little present, present. folded in the same shape as Grogu's head. <laughs> Which is like perfect Star Wars on the noseness. Um, yeah, I thought it was really, really wholesome. And you can, not that Din was ever a jerk to children, but you could imagine that early season one, Din probably would have just scoffed or said turn around or something like that. Or himself and, turned to like one himself. side so he wasn't looking at the, yeah. Yeah, but he, he allows himself to confront his pain a little bit more here. Because again, I mean, tying it back in with asking the armorer for one, uh, for a gift for him. And the armor is sort of taken aback by it. She, she says, fine, you know, I'll do it. But it was interesting that he's allowing himself to, it's almost like you name it, you claim it. He tells the armor, he tells Pelly, like he's going to tell everyone that listens that I miss my son. It's true. This makes me wonder, do you think the armorer is kind of hoping that Grogu will become a foundling, that Din will in fact go back and get him and that will expand their little enclave of fundamentalism i maybe because as somebody who sews and people ask me to make stuff for their kids all the time i say no but she said yes <laughs> holly's like in this area in this area alone the armorer is nicer than i am but are you carrying but i think or, but right, are like, they carrying i'm sorry the people that you the people that you deny are they carrying the sword that like makes them king well listen i'm not telling <laughs> tales out of school but um fair point you know, there's a, a there's a, a clear potential benefit to her if she is thinking that way of like, yeah, sure. oh, isn't it terrible? They're not allowed to attach to anybody. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll make that thing you asked me for for that kid. That you know, okay you with you me. make it, you make some points here. Yeah, I also think that yeah, I think a lot about Grogu in terms of not just the dark saber and that mythology, but if Grogu, I mean, he is a foundling. He is therefore a Mandalorian. He's part of Clan Jaren. She says a clan of two in season one. They have a sequel. Yeah. He has the mythosword necklace that Din had since he was a boy. They have the um, branding. They have the branding. All that said, he is now also at least a youngling slash apprentice of Luke Skywalker. You know, who knows how much officialness Luke has gone through at this point in his career, but he is effectively <laughs> the first Mandalorian Jedi since Tarvisla. He is. Yeah, possibly in sort of a mm-hmm. sort of a Dumbledore nudges Harry toward prophecy type way. There could You've be sort me. of a I need to. It's a thing. You, it's 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 kind of like uh, you know, it's like Neil Gaiman books of magic, but not really. Oh, there you uh, go. Not not written by as good a person. Um, but you end up with sort of this. Is she gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah? It's great that you have this baby, only to be like snatch that he's gonna fulfill the prophecy now uh-huh. like uh you know i that never occurred to me yeah who who better to wield the yeah wield the saber we know that i only laughed because settings. i was when you mentioned luke's officialness i pictured him like having to like file paperwork to get his 403c or whatever yeah, like, like get a <laughs> accredited an accredited school like an accredited university right <laughs> well it's <that's> a, <laughs> a skywalker you it's got like a phoenix commercial (laughs) (laughs) yeah i it's it's really interesting that he he really and that's why i'm excited for i mean yeah paz but you know i'm excited for characters like um bo-katan and sabine to be in the circle of din and boba 
not I mean Boba has his own set of problems that we'll get to I mean he's about to go to war um but all of these people that have been in this baby's life it's like he is the end point of this thousands of years of beef and battles and everything that um, we know about them they've only been unified ever once in this one guy that made this one thing that chooses all the leaders and then who gets it one small bean like this this little little green guy that's it he is the end point and that feels so star wars it's like all of this myth packed into little baby speaking of little babies was that a womp rat that attacked pelimoto yes okay. <laughs> that's what i thought because we've never technically seen one in full. We haven't. Didn't Phil Shostak say On screen, he did. It's true. It's true. Yes, we've I seen scurriers all over the place. And I still, I mean, I, again, I've watched the episode twice. I haven't been able to really go back and, like, pause and mm-hmm. see. But it, it what, from what I could tell, there still wasn't a very good look There's at two one. There's great shots. One, the attack, and then the other on the Boon to Eve track. Yeah. And are those the same creatures? Wait, oh, I, I think guess, that is that also a womp, rat, a womp yes. rat. Okay, I wasn't sure. Okay, so then we have seen a really good shot of a womp rat. Oh, yeah. Historically. And I'm good. like, are they delicious? You know, I'm like, ooh, what's your recipe? Like, I immediately. Good, because I need reference for my tattoo. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Don't need it. Yeah, we need a ro- we need the tattoo to happen, and we need Holly to figure out rotisserie womp rat. Uh, rotisserie. Immediately <laughs> of some kind. I am, I mean... There's a lot. There's a lot we gotta talk about off air, Holly. I need to ask you if you made the the High Republic pastries yet, uh, Claudia. No, because I'm super behind on High Republic, so I'm okay. not. Uh, I'm not cool enough to be up on any of that. I'm gotcha. busy making, you know, Mandalorian cocktails. This is safe. It's not like you're not making delicious course, yeah. cocktails every and then, turn. Uh, <laughs> Peacemaker makes a drink in the newest episode, and it so. looks disgusting and fun. Um, but we'll talk about that. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> More ideas for you. <laughs> But yeah, as if so, you don't already have them. I Kelly, can't. I I can't share it. But I I had such an idea for a shot this week that I have to test. <gasps> that is Star Wars themed. <gasps> called a blaster shot that tastes like smoke. I'm very excited. Ah, uh, Tori and I just okay. went mouth agape at the same. Well, if it works, if it works, let us know. <laughs> let us know how it goes. Insert Anakin. Well, if it works, very very excited about the blaster shot. We'll have to talk about that as well. And you know who would definitely drink one, Tori. Pelimoto. who <laughs> never expected to see in this show. And goodness. Wonderful. Well, we saw her already in this show. That's we true. did, but how funny that, yeah, like, you, I would never in a million years think that we'd actually get, like, a whole episode with her. No, really. me either. I thought, like, oh, that's cute. A cute little callback. Yeah. Like, no, that was her on set for the day. <laughs> yeah. <They were laughs> on like, her way. Uh, Amy just walked through the shot and just leave it. It's fine. It's in the past. Right. Um, <laughs> I am now, like, okay, who's going to play young 20s Pelly in the Obi-Wan show. Now I need Pelly in all, <laughs> all, all Pelly all the time. <laughs> That's what I, Pelly just shooting womp rats, building up her droid gang, which is a more expansive droid gang every time we see her. Oh, oh my God, the just BD one. Droids to then R5 being there. And now- I guess just a BD. A, yeah. a BD, I mean- if you, I don't think it's BD1. I, I know so some either. people think so. But. I don't think so either. It's not, it's not impossible. But it's not impossible. It's it would be such a step down in lifestyle for BD One. Like I used to help <laughs> Jedi save the galaxy, and now I'm hey, the fight. Now I'm with the lady who has the most interesting dating life ever. I think it's right? a, I think it's a noble trait. Who can That's, fix me if things go awry? Can, he was a, yeah, he's a sweet boy. I almost felt like he really liked it and was going to go with them. He liked them. There's still time. I mean, he's got a, he's got a That's dome. True. He's coming back to here. Tatooine. 
Yeah, that is true. Uh, point. I thought that Din's entrance was awesome. And just like, I love that this is a genuine friend of his. <laughs> he said, what an entrance. Yeah. <laughs> what an entrance. Yeah, again, drama on the stairs. <laughs> With- <laughs> And she's like, look, everyone, it's Mando. Hey, look, everyone, it's Mando. <laughs> I just... It was the best 70s sitcom moment. Yes. I, I, I and then her just being like, oh, what are you doing? You doing a bounty? You doing this? What are you doing? Oh, and the her Love. reaction to I gave him to his people. <laughs> what the heck? Why would you do that for? All fans. Like, that was every fan. In that right. Um, really. Yeah, she was... I mean, oh. I, I loved the whole, I, yeah, you said you had a ship for me and all that. And again, this was another moment where I thought, oh, this is when, you know, Fennec's going to show up. She doesn't have a ship for him. It was Fennec. Fennec, Fennec you know, she's going to be like, what are you talking about? Oh, be, see, I gave up way before yeah. that. You poor <laughs> I, summer child. <laughs> I legit thought, I was like, oh, okay. he's on Tatooine. She tricked him. with pel- Okay. And then, now here's where. We got where, a craft project. Yeah. Here's <laughs> Which where, we like, love. I can now comfortably say I had heard that an N1 was going to pop up in a show. I had heard that one was being made. Never did I think that it was going to be the raddest hot rod. I said Batmobile. With the exposed engine. With an entire half of an episode dedicated to souping it up. Tell me about your reactions to it being unveiled. Bliss. (laughs) I mean, it's one of the most beautiful things ever. Mm-hmm. in the right. history of star wars design and i love a getting things done montage anyway so like this whole 10 minutes of footage is like my dream of like we're gonna make crafts we're gonna buff things we're gonna assemble there will be yeah, jokes about jealous droids and it's gonna come out this beautiful thing at the end like the whole thing is just custom made for me it was amazing. I was so excited. I honestly, for five seconds, and I was like, that doesn't make sense because it can't leave the atmosphere. The way that it was situated, you were like, pod racer? Because the way the turbine. I had that moment like, too. <laughs> like, you can't leave Tatooine in a pod racer. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Apparently, Pelly can soup up whatever. So, I mean, maybe, I guess. But no, seeing that ship was just <sighs> so exciting. Um, this was definitely a, uh, episode for the prequel fans mm-hmm. yes. and it was nice to have those references and those Queen of Naboo and yes. all of this. And, and like you were saying, one of the most gorgeous Star Wars designs, I think that was actually one of the first ones that they like released mm-hmm. that Doug Chang had done first one. Yeah. and just, uh, a validating, I mean, prequel fans for people specifically that they count Phantom Menace as their favorite, like our friends on, on Bombad, um, <laughs> I know that Scotty, Scotty Darrow from Bombadcast blowing up my phone four in the morning. Like, are they okay? uh, They're, they're still recovering. Um, (laughs) As we record our episode, I think they're alive and there might be an actual head explosion online. (laughs) Um, But it it was just this super validating moment. And I want to like, take just one second. I know he didn't direct this one, but it is, he is the showrunner. What growth for John Favreau, for Johnny Favs, who on stage in 2019 in Chicago had said, you know, never really got to the prequels, but Dave's bringing me around. I'm getting it, I'm getting it. To go from that all the way to, I'm going to put the Boonta Eve classic in an episode um, was, because <sighs> I always joke, you know, like there's small things like putting the beak on the Sarlacc, like that's a special edition thing. Like, uh, you know, did they have to pull John's leg for that one? But this is really... This is the harmony. I think there's been two moments. One in the rescue. You had Luke Skywalker 
some original characters, some animated characters all together with a with R2 and a smaller Yoda puppet, all this stuff going on. This is one of those two. You're in you're in Moss Eisley, but there's a prequel Naboo ship. There's two original characters. There's a droid from the video games. It's everything. One's got some lore going on from the from the yeah. animation. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together in this way where the walls are crumbling between what yeah. is what. Everything is fair game for everything, which is great. Yes. Oh. Come on, BD merchandise out the wazoo. Come on, BD oh, merchandise out the wazoo. Please. Come it's on, what? BD droids for sale in Galaxy's Edge. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, you know I already oh, have paint colors picked out. Like, I'm no. ready. <laughs> I have one entirely, I don't think I've told Holly this, I have one entirely 3D printed, (laughs) I just haven't put it together. She has a whole BD 3D printed. Okay, uh, bring it to my house, and we're going to have super <laughs> crafty have a party craft weekend. time. No, I have to bring talking about let doing print anyway. you one. Let me print you one, and then we'll each have our own. And then we'll go insane. Oh, that'd be really fun, actually. <gasps> what would okay. a BD-themed cocktail be? I had to experiment, but I have ideas. For those of you that are just right listening, I want you to know that every time Holly does like mental experimentation with one of these drinks there's an entire bar behind her for people that i've never seen that's absolutely gorgeous like it is a gorgeous vibrant bar this isn't even the bar this is (laughs) this is the tiki is like the sidebar it's like you you have no idea like that's where the the corner of the lounge there's stuff there from like a I had to do a Halloween event, which was so for a, fun for Criminalia, where and I just left the stuff there because then I knew we were going to be doing some construction adjacent to this room, and like I, um, all there are weird bonsai sitting there that won't live here permanently; they don't belong here, but it's a mess right now. But yes, I do Beautiful. love to mix a cocktail. I live for it. I think that they should have you on some sort of creative committee for Ogas, but. I don't oh, know don't even. We'll I'm, ready. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> ready. Your whole life has led you to that. Preparing your whole life, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so many so many small moments. We talked in our favorite lines a lot about Peli and the Jawas relationship. I love the whole see if they're out back. You know, if they do this, I'll let them look through my trash as payment. The Jawas are like, oh hell yeah, we love, we right? love trash days. <laughs> I love the complete befuddlement of Din Jaren over this idea of giving a Jawa your wish list. Like, like, what, like what? what are you they talking just, like, about? You just tell it? them what you want and they get it? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you don't ask them where they get it, but yeah. And I love that they show up with that, the pole from the trash compactor yeah. in New Hope. And what is it? Din's like, where'd you guys get this? And it's like from underneath someone else's. I forget what the exact line. Stole it, it was a Pikes. Pikes. It was a Pikes like ship or whatever. They just like she said they just crimped it off while they were refueling. And even Din's like, oh respect. Like, like oh, awesome. that's pretty good. They stole yeah. a muffler off of the Pikes ship. I love it. Yeah, it's hysterical, and I, I love everything there. And also, Pelly, we've seen her have these moments of tenderness, especially with Grogu. Pelly's love language is inside of the fixing, which I think is really cool. Oh, yeah. Like, when she's when Din's like you know I want this and this and she's like look tell me what you want and I will make it work. We'll make it's, it work. Yeah. It's like wow, like that's that's the closest that she'll ever get to being like I consider you a friend as much as you consider me a friend, and we don't need to really say it because we're both weirdos in our own way. Um, it's really really nice. Listen, Alden, she's dated a Jawa, so she knows stuff. She, she knows dated, what she's doing. She dated a Jawa. So I'm dating a Jawa. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> look, someone, Tori has to go check out all of the fix sites and let me know what's been popping because 
I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm brave enough in this. No, I can't either. Take the dive. Take the dive. I don't. I don't know. I can, before we before we get into the test flight, I really have to just bring up, and this is the most the smallest tiniest reference, but it made me incredibly happy. She's talking about, by the way, Pelimoto, excellent car salesman, like. <laughs> Right. Really right like, are you sure you don't? Because like, let me just it's talk a about this a little bit. Let me talk about this. But so, you know, pre-Empire off the grid, super appealing to Din. We know this. But her talking about it can go into hyperspace without a docking ring. Amazing. Yeah. Love that. I had to explain that to Justin. That's okay. We love him anyway. <laughs> it was great. No, he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, they had docking rings. You know, Obi-Wan's ship had the docking ring. He's right. Like, oh, it's oh. a great, great moment. And again, the whole all the knocking of the razor crest felt sort of meta in that way at all of us that were like but, but the razor crest i pre-ordered the vintage collection razor crest <laughs> the way that the way that i didn't i know that people did who did though uh, but pelly being like razor crest what do you oh you did Holly? you pre-ordered it <laughs> yeah 100 oh holly oh you know of what course. it's for you now it's not din's anymore it's yours it's your yeah yeah obviously yeah. I, wait am i supposed to have like regret i don't know I'm good. Well, I just know some people that uh, pre-ordered it and then literally the next week it blew up, which I thought was hilarious. Well, I but thought- it was still his, sh- I mean, it still has history. Like, exactly. It's still important. I still agree. Still to be loved. Still to be loved. Still but all the loved. knocks are really funny. I mean, it really is. I've talked about it with some people sort of, you know, the move from minivan but then kid went off to school and so now it's sports car yeah. <laughs> what a good way of describing midlife crisis din and just uh yeah it was um a great moment the final look is so it's just like really interesting it's it's you know it's obviously it's the prequels it's the sleekness of the prequels but with the grime sort of of what we've come to expect from this show it's not it's decidedly less pretty but it's definitely cool and interesting and stripped down. And still really sleek and yeah. I love that we see Din in particular grinding off the yellow paint. He's like, this so is not cool. my aesthetic. Yes. I can't. Yes. <laughs> I don't want colors. <laughs> yes, I gotta, I gotta, everything's gotta match. All chrome. I gotta strip yeah. this. This Chromed is, yeah. out, gunmetal, that's it. Um, super, super cool. The, the different sort of ridges and exposed parts and the, I, what looks like, I don't know if it was that, that was, those were the blasters all the time, but they just are look larger now because it's stripped down up front, but yeah, definitely felt very, um, equipped for battle and it, it yeah. immediately makes you feel like, oh, what epic moment is there going to be of Boba riding a Rancor on the ground and Din in the sky with the N1, like it's. And BD, BD in the back. In the little bubble. Or Grogu, but probably BD. And I'm also fine with that. Grogu, hammer, <laughs> throwing up. Like <laughs> Waving around the Darksaber in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> what chaos. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is a giant chaos machine <laughs> flying through the sky. <laughs> I would expect nothing less from them, to be honest. Um, so Pelly says, start her up, you know? You got, that's how you get people to buy the car, you know, take a test drive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have essentially some pod racing feels. Who would have thought? Not me. I would have. <laughs> I was hoping for some real pod racing. Maybe we'll still get that. I don't know. Hope for some real pod Just racing. But this is a really nice was, like second. It's second so beautiful. Gorgeous. And also how far the volume has been pushed. 
Ooh, yes. To go from, you know, oh, wow, look at us. We made Werner Herzog's office. Isn't this cool? And we were all like, yeah, it's amazing. And now they're like, hey, remember Phantom Menace? Now oh. we're just like flying. Yeah, we can do, I mean, Moss Espa is already gorgeous, you know, in terms of how the scope, the detail, Fenix parkour scene, beginning of the season really showed, I think, a lot of the depth of field that they can achieve now. But my God, just the way that this, like, I, I want to watch this back to back with Anakin's going around the same course and oh yeah and he's pulling like the same moves mm-hmm. you know George is going to see this and say yeah that's what I wanted it looks great um, <laughs> lovely absolutely lovely and the whole transition up into the going next to Rodian kid was I was going to say and then so we get cute. to Rodian again <laughs> yeah. so cute my heart my heart is full and then a cameo I didn't expect again with Carson. Right? Teva. I was so happy with Carson Teva. I that actually is probably the thing that made me scream the most. I was so happy to see him again. Yeah, Carson Teva and, and Max Lloyd Jones as the which Rocky I Potter. had to look up who he was because I it's almost so didn't familiar. recognize him. Was I was like, like, who is this man? I know him, but who is he? I had the same reaction, and then the credits. Oh, Max Lloyd, that's awesome that he's hanging out in the family and everything because he's the unsung hero of Mandalorian. You know, he's essentially. Mark Hamill's partner in that episode and so right and he crushed it and to see him back was awesome and uh the fact that Carson is basically like I've said if this is the Batmobile that Din has now then Carson is Commissioner Gordon he's like look (laughs) I recognize your voice I know something's up but I'm not I got bigger fish to fry let's go home kid I want to make it to retirement let's just get out of here yeah I love when it was like how do you jump to hyperspace it's like oh oh you sweet little ding dong haven't learned yet (laughs) He didn't. He's just going that fast. He's just yeah. a really fast guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I loved because I was watching it and I was like, wow, you know, like he's, he's going really fast. Like that's not, that's not normal. You know? I'm like, you know, if you speed like that, you get in trouble. And then sure enough, look who shows up. But I really enjoyed basically watching him do like, it just, it just made me think of like old car arcade games where you just hit that nitro button and you're just <laughs> off I like a rocket. That- I don't know how to articulate this, and I don't know if you both have your own favorite. The N1, I mean, the N1's my favorite Star Wars ship. So it was a big, big thing for me. I was super anticipating it when I had heard the rumor. I was super excited about it. It was the first ship toy I ever owned. It means a lot to me. And part of that is the cockpit view and Anakin in episode one pushing that big button and flipping Mm -hmm. back and forth and trying to figure anything out when he's stuck inside of the Federation ship. That is my favorite button pressing in Star Wars. I, I know I think Hans is a big one, obviously with all the up top buttons and everything. Yeah. But the N1 is my favorite, I want to touch it, buttons uh, in all of Star Wars. I love that cockpit. I love seeing the camera at Din in it, which was a nice new angle. Just love it. I want to sit in one of those. Surely you can make that happen. Yeah. At some point, at some point, I, I definitely will have to. Yeah. Park this one at Celebration. I was going to say, I was just thinking when you said that, I don't know if they'll let people in it, but I wonder if one of that, if that's possible to have parked. See, I'm like, what would it take to build your own? I'm always like, I mean, I'm thinking that as well right now. (laughs) To scale, I'm going to build an auditorium backyard. Give me some cockpit at least. Give me some money, you know, we'll talk. Hey, maybe this will end up, uh, this will end up at a park. We know that the Orlando X Wing is the one from season one, is the one that. Dave Filoni flew. Correct. So, Correct. Who knows where these props end up? But yeah, this was um, a thrilling sort of... This episode does a lot with lots of action, lots of fun, and lots of kinetic stuff, and um, draws so many parallels with 
Boba and Din. And I think that a lot of people might write off this one as let's just show how he got his equipment. But this is also a bit of freedom after being really cut down and ostracized and broken down, not, you know, 20 minutes prior in the episode for him to have something that is his, for him to have someone like Pelly affirm him as a person and say, it's going to be what you want it to be. I will make it work and not cut him out at all. Reminded me a lot of Boba sort of reclaiming himself and Boba putting, keeping the black robe under his armor, still having his gaffy stick, still um, showing, you know, trying to insert respect in. These are two guys that are really trying to have life their way and not, and, and for the better as well. You know, right. Is, you know, that's why I think that it's so beautiful that in the next scene, we'll talk about that. He's like, no, it's on the house. Oh, that made me like yeah. tear so up sweet. a little bit. I was like, they're friends. Yeah. He got a little buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And he even said, he's like, is this for Boba Fett? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, hell yeah. Uh, I don't charge friends. I don't charge friends. Fam- friends and family discount, 100%. With a kiss on the forehead at the end. Yes. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> be amazing. Uh, I think Pedro probably has the perfect amount of height on Tem to make that. Right? A little bloody. Excited to see that. Because I, I mean, like, clearly they've interacted together, but it was it's going to be, I feel like they haven't had, like, long conversations. No. Right? Wouldn't like, you love, like, the fireside chat where they're like, I'm a different person than I used to be. They're just, yeah, like, kicking too, back, man. smoking cigars We're working through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, they need their like, cognac like, moment, for sure. Yes. Yes. They are absolutely like now it reminds me a lot of like our generation and like how we we're always like, you know, your best friend says, oh, I'm going to therapy and you're like, hell yeah, man, therapy's great for you. Like I like those conversations I feel like they could have or, oh, where's the baby, man? Oh, I gave the baby to a Jedi and he's like, oh man, my dad and I used to not be together all the time, but I still love them. Like things like that, <laughs> that just, you know, I, I get like, I'm not saying that. I'm just going to cry basically. <laughs> they, oh man. It, I'm cry. like, ah, <laughs> ice cream, these two. Um, I would love some sort of some tender moments like that. And um, I also think I, you know, I think it's hilarious. We mentioned the story when he got the Rancor, Django the Rancor. Um, that it's not his name. It's not it, his name. Until proven otherwise. Okay. All right. I'll <laughs> let he, you have that. When he got Django the Rancor, that Boba's like. Scomp Jack. That's his actual name. <laughs> Please. I'm only ever referring to it as Scomp Jack now. Thank you so much. Scomp Jack. <laughs> That does sound like an in-universe dog name. It's like naming your dog Meatball. Like they, right. pick, they just pick something. Come on, Scomjack. Damn, I want to get a dog and name it Scomjack now. God. I'm going to go get one right now. I'm going to go to the maids and say, do you look like a Scomjack? Um, but for, for Boba to be like, I want to ride it. The opposite of Din with the blurg. Din's like, I yeah. can't ride that. Like they have such different areas of expertise and confidence. And um, the little, the moment with Fennec was really cool too. The whole Pelly being like, I locked her out and I engaged a security system means nothing. That's not going to work, but thank <laughs> you so much. Not even a little. Um, I find myself picking back through this episode because I don't think any of it is placed accidentally and being like, how will this play out going forward to everything? Like part of me is convinced that somehow we will see Pelly Motto in space just because she made a point of telling yes, him she, she had never about, left I've the never planet. Been world. Yeah. Oh my God. They're taking her somewhere. <laughs> right. It's like, we're all like, we know what's going to go in that bubble. Like we all. <laughs> like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Maybe Pelly's in the bubble. No, I think it's going to be little petite. It's the patoot. It's the patoot bubble. Um, but I do think, I mean, there's the potential that this, all of them are kind of going to have their lives shaken up in a really interesting way by however this plays out in the end. Yeah. 
because it's you know it's there's everything i mean it really is sort of you know end game in in the in the chess terminology like every single thing is that and that's that's why i i think that on on the fandom side of it and on the can we as a society accept a limited series doing an interlude episode part of it is also your perspective which is disney plus has trained us to expect either eight episodes for mandalorian or six and the glass half empty was ah oh, boba fett is one less than mando really glass half full is it's one more than the marvel shows and we just didn't realize that right. seven is with a bonus and this is kind of that game set already you know and then it'll be game set match coming up boba's already ready for war this is just sort of providing extra context to the because it would have been cool if din just showed up like like luke before endor like i'm with you too like that would have been awesome we all would have cheered but now well, we would have had up. questions and right. now we know where did he get that star we do have more questions what's going so, on with that okay. where'd your stick go <laughs> hey, where's your stick buddy well before we wrap this up, does anybody have any fun um, predictions, thoughts for the for what's ahead, Holly? I never have predictions because you know I don't do that game. Um, I just or think like, maybe what you're looking forward to. That's the right. That's the the road to uh, expectations management disaster. I agree. Um, I agree. I'm excited that we will get some sort of hopefully denouement laden giant battle that involves all of the everything listen do i want bosk to show up yes am i chagrined if he doesn't no that's fine um, exactly yeah i mean in a world where we have madame garza introduced into our lives i'm not going to oh. complain about anything because no correct I'm all about it um <laughs> Like everything, everything. And I do still believe that the Tonica sisters are hanging out in her bar. It's the, true. I really Patsy think and Adina of Star Wars. I'm even their you. facial structure is like. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They are the party girls that never like. Stopped. Straightened out and got a job. Like they never literally party. have just been groupies of Max Rebo. They've been. Oh, I mean, I love it. all. I mean, Max. Right. Max has, Max is the only person on Tatooine. That has gone up in lifestyle since everything. He has apart. seen it all. He has done it all. <laughs> he's just focusing on his music now. He's working on him. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't have any predictions. I mean, we know, right, that there's going to be a big battle. We know that there will be a coming together of many great powers. I kind of want Bosk just to watch Bosk and Kersantin have like slap fights because they hate yes. each other. While yes. they have to work together. I think that's a fabulous potential dynamic. Yeah, I don't have any big predictions beyond that. Alden? Um, I think that you get that beat at the end of Din saying he's going to go see Grogu, or see his little friend. Um, and I think that that is intentional. Not that, I mean, I know it's, maybe, I mean, if we if I saw Grogu in the show, of course I'm going to freak out and love it. But I've got a Grogu tattoo for God's sake. But at the same time, I don't think it's going to happen. I think that's a way to keep me neither out of the penultimate episode. That way him flying in on an N1 in the battle can be this. Ah, interesting idea. We're losing like whatever. And then it's like, no, I'm here. Like, boom. Like that's so Star Wars. That's Han showing back up. That's exactly what it is. That's also, yeah, yeah, it's also super mythic, you know, at at, at dawn, Gandalf showing up with the Rohirrim. Like everybody loved that. Filoni loves Lord of the Rings. When all hope is lost, the N1 just. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. he's just laying people out down the street. Um, so I think it's a way to, and I'm not saying we'll never see that. Maybe the Mando season three premiere has that moment as part of its story. Who knows? Um, do some inter- interweaving. But I think that it'll be sort of the, a calm before the storm coming up. I think that people sort of having a 
get your affairs in order in case this doesn't go well. I would love to see, this is just me now, fan writing. And again, expectations should not be part of critique. You know, I firmly believe that. So if this doesn't happen, whatever. But given that it is Chop's Palace, I think it would be cool to see the gang blow off some steam before we might die tomorrow, which I think is a great war trope. That's Um, always a fun, yeah. Like, let's have one big party or something. Yeah, we might go out. And I think that you've got this crew of just rabble rousers and scoundrels and gladiators and punk kids. Like I want to see Drash doing a drink off with Chrysanthemum. I want to see Boba Fett being like, wow, look at the weirdo family I put together. If we lose, (laughs) you know, Boston Chrysanthemum hugging and crying. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really crying it out. Yeah. Boba being like, Hey guys, you guys could be mates. You You don't need to do this anymore. Like, so, <laughs> he's like he's right um you know definitely fennec drinking everyone under the table and having to be party mom at the same time yeah um yeah. i would love to see something like that because it does feel like unless it's a two episode battle you have some wiggle room to uh, to really play with the characters unless it's like you know cure watch and she shows up and that's the big sort of who knows do you think jim henson's rancor baby is going to be in the final battle is he going to factor <laughs> his name is jim now it's jim henson, his jim henson. it's scop jack the jim henson rancor team yeah 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 um i, I hope so god i hope so i mean i, I need him to i need him to ride he's got to ride that in right like in one hand um that's what i want and also Danny Trejo, I hope, is also in the battle. Just kind of- Oh, come on. He has to be. Oh, my God. On his little, like, thingy that he's... His little uh, hover his, thing. His little um, hover palette. Yes, his, like, <laughs> exactly. It was a palette for sure, yeah. I also no. wonder if it's Those are going good predictions. to be... I kind of wonder... It, the natural thing feels like, oh, it's going to be a battle in Mos Espa. The streets of Mos Espa feels natural. Um, but See, what- I always saw it in the desert. Well, I thought, what if it's like, we thought we got the jump on them, but they got the jump on us and we have to hold the castle. That type Ooh, of battle. Like, you have like to hold, hold the palace. Yeah, reverse siege. I mean, could be really interesting um, from that point of view. Then you could have like some comedy of like, give 8D8 a gun and tell him to like, hold one small corner. <laughs> oh, no. small corner. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> some fun stuff like that. Uh, Chef droid comes down. <laughs> So it's chopping fools. Um, the potential is that this is what's exciting is that that to me is very sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no you. I just got really excited. That Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's chaos <laughs> melee. Yes! It's hundred percent chaos melee. Where, yes. where it's all the all the. Wow, you just put it in the perfect terms. That's the tone. Yeah. That is exactly it. Yeah. And it's so exciting because that seems so on the table because this show has done so much weird, and Mandalorian was was unpredictable. It always was. This but, one is so even worse, I think. And not in a bad so. way, but like, I have yeah. no idea what's coming. Yeah, no. Mandalorian, we knew. And I'm, I love that. When the tragedy happened, there was a, a momentum and a trajectory toward Gideon's ship. We knew that the, we knew where the end game was. We knew that there was the specter of the Jedi was lingering over the season, if it was going to be someone we knew or not. Um, this has now two full episodes to just be banana pants and just anything can happen. Want to know who's going to be the wardrobe that does the operatic scream as they jump on people? 88. <laughs> I mean, it's got to be, right? He's the only one that could do the voice properly. Oh, just yeah. clonk. Uh, and I also like, I think Audience. that when this is all over and they award, they do their own medal ceremony, 
with like janky garbage metals. I hope that the Gamorreans Jawa new Jawa new metals Jawa yes. new metals. I yeah. hope that the Gamorreans get some because they have been ride or die. They've been the MVPs. Right, sure. the second he said, "Will you be loyal?" They were like, "Yes." And they were. They've never and they meant it, man. They had they them. picked his they didn't broken run away from butt up off of the street and Carried got him back to his on foot his back tank. to the palace. Yeah. Um, yeah, I my only thing, we've mentioned him. I'm not sure uh if Kersantin is gonna is he gonna be that combustible element of because so far it's been everyone I've shown mercy to, a hundred percent success rate. All my kids and the mods, my Gamorians, everybody, the inherited employees like ADA, it's been all good and kosher. I think the it might be one step too far. Like you you, you tried it and you were right to try it, you know? I don't know. He but gave him his freedom. If... That's big. I was going to say, yeah, but yeah. what if, yeah. what if it's someone else though? Because I feel like that's like the easy answer, right? Well, you try right. to go down the what if the it's like No, oh no, I don't think, no, never Fennec, no. No. No, I'm saying like, what if, I don't know, what if one of the mod squads like, bye. That would break my heart if it was Drash, mostly because, you know. It would be really sad. I don't really know if I believe that anybody's going to turn on him, but I, I understand your point of like, there's been a pretty high success rate. This seems a little suspicious. See, I see what it. What being... <laughs> Well, I could see it being more likely that one of the other crime lords that said they would not yes. oh, get involved sure. being yes. the one to be like, oh, for sure. Mibs. Mm-hmm. Neutrality, yeah. Neutrality for all three parties, you know, at least one. Seems, yeah, um, that seems unlikely. And in mob movie language, Holly, I've been saying on this show, someone's getting the Tauntaun head in their bed. Oh, 100%. Yeah, Tauntaun <laughs> or Orbash head. Like, it's it's got to be like a Ronto, right? It's got to be an available <laughs> animal. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, exactly. Tauntauns <laughs> couldn't hack it on Tatooine unless they're in like a really specific kind yeah. of environment but yeah, yeah it's or the, like a or the nuna time. head from the kitchen because we know or, or dewback head Ooh, they're not big enough though the nuna heads they're just like chickens they are little no, little back head solid so like an aopi head in your bed <laughs> that's great <laughs> you know you mentioned dewback and it it occurs to me that we've not seen one really any seen no. tatooine appearance in mando or the show i wonder if it's a it's if it's just a bantha preference maybe they're easier to pull off because of practical I'm, just, I'm not complaining i just i like to do that so i'm wondering yeah i don't know yeah um but it's, next episode you heard it here first do backs anyway return return of the do back <laughs> it's happening chrysanthemum will write a do back <laughs> that would make me trust him infinitely more because he would be a man of taste him and boss best friends Writing a do back together, yeah. holding hands, holding hands, <laughs> holding hands, telling stories about being kids, sharing a sandwich, <laughs> sandwich, <laughs> sandwich. And it's like enjoy the trappings tray of sandwich. <laughs> with that, got a sandwich. The waiter astromech droid carrying around the plates. <laughs> oh, we're not, we're not over that astromech droid. I'm, I'm picturing Kirsten and pulling it out of his fur like Captain Caveman used to have everything <laughs> crammed in his. His hairy person. <laughs> I love that. And Boss just being cool with it because that's where they're at now. Yeah, I think that that, that growth for Boss um, would be interesting, especially because Boss yeah, is hilarious. You mean hilarious? hilarious. Anyway, I'll see myself out. Yes. They're going to get the best friend's heart necklaces that are broken in half. And please, Aww. please. I love that. 
Also seeing like just on a technical note, seeing Bosk with the way that they've been handling them, you know, Tori, you were talking last time with Kelly about the, the way that Oceans look so, so good. It would be really cool <sighs> to see Bosk with the way that their faces are animated. Those masks and, and the mixture of CG and masks. And to just have speaking parts. Like, fear. yeah. What a concept. Yeah. They always look a little puzzled. They do. They look a little confused. And, and like they're judging you, which is seeing- a great combo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Really? Those pants? Whatever. <laughs> Those pants. I, I also now want Bosk to comment on someone's outfit. But anyway. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say is that Bosk needs to be on the panel for Mandalore's Next Top Model. Right. The show that that is- skirt is too big. <laughs> Send her home. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is quickly turning well, into Star Wars Night Live. This has been... This- <laughs> I have so many fun headcanons that will never be true, but they'll live on in my heart. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. There's still time for us to be in charge of making Look, stories, maybe. Never possibly. forget that we live in a Star Wars world where we have a gritty show going on, a series of fantasy novels, and then one of them produced a comic book that is a bake-off. Anything can happen. We right. are living in the anything can You're happen. You're not wrong. You're not uh, wrong. Yeah, I think that this episode is super rich. I understand why it took people by surprise and frustrated people, but I think that it's I think it's a stroke of brilliance to say here's because Boba Fett's whole thing, this is sort of my, my closing thought, I guess. Boba Fett's whole thing this entire time has been ruled with respect. And sh- sh- maybe not so shockingly, lots of people not down with it and uh, are not giving him that respect. You take the person that he's already earned the respect of with Din. The person that he already established honor with of, no, we said we were going to keep your baby safe and he's not safe right now. So we're with you. And then you take that guy and you show what he's going through. And it's all the same. The crime world, the armorer, they're both wanting to reduce these guys into stuff they used to be. Uh And now they can be super dad, uncle team and grief and Boba is uncle. And (sighs) They're Grief on. Cargo would be a fun, a fun one to show up. But anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. He's just well. there to watch the baby while everybody else goes and does stuff. Yeah. Oh, his oh his reaction, you know, Tori, you said this, you know, Pelly. Oh yeah. Can you imagine Din yeah. telling Grief Cargo that he gave away the baby? <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. He will cut you over that. Oh one. my god, he would. He really 100%. would. Yeah. He really would. And you could do it. Yeah. Pelly, any clothing so- clothing thoughts? I can't no. talk. Closing thoughts. I've been saying clothing thoughts. Maybe that was it's on because we've been talking about all of our <laughs> I was like, gonna say, top model when project do we not talk about stuff. <laughs> clothing um, thoughts or clothing thoughts? Both. All of the above. Um, again, the upcycled uh, roadie and Midwest mom. Um, no, I just I uh, I can't wait to see how this plays out for the next two. I have really really enjoyed it, and I really. Um, as Alden said, like, it's so thrilling to me. I know some people just wanted like a shoot 'em up, but to me, it's so thrilling to watch these people navigate what it is to really, um, chart their own path for the first time in their life. That is a way more exciting, uh, adventure in my book, which is not to say that I don't like a little violent action now and again, but, uh, when it's got this level of gravity to it, it becomes a whole different thing. So when we finally get that, it's going to be that much more immense and satisfying, hopefully for as many people as possible. 100 hmm. percent couldn't agree more yep hmm. can i say it's one more best thing? both worlds maybe yes <laughs> <laughs> if, if people could just know the look that i just got from tori on a can i say one more thing it was like 
Sure, why not? I legitimately, I've said this before, Tori is the sister I never had, and I have a sister. So that, that tells you. She's the sister I'd never had. Never tell uh, your sister that. I told her. I told her no. Couldn't no. Be, she, could, she could not be more different from me. Love her, though. Um, building off of Holly's point, I love that this is happening with these people because Star Wars is always about, traditionally, has always been about um, the Utes finding their way. Um, Luke and Leia are 19. Anakin is 19, 22. Uh, Ezra is 14, 15, 16. Uh, Cal Kestis, Ray, 19. It always falls in that, and that's great. That's myth, you know. But mm-hmm. to see Din, a guy in his mid to late 40s, Fennec in her late 50s, I mean, actors-wise, uh, you know, Ming-Na in her, in her 50s, and then Timur Morrison in his 60s, and they're all playing these characters that have lived life and are moving into chapter two. Or moving into or phase two or, or the second half. And it's like, what is your second act story going to be? And it's, it's just as valid and just as poignant for these people to say, wow, lots of life behind me. And I kind of would very much like the second half to not be that, um, is just as valid as young people saying, wow, look at all this life ahead of me. I have no idea what to do. Both of those come together. And I think that's the good. I mean, we want young, fresh people working on Star Wars, but I think that if you're going to have three guys in their 40s, 50s working on it, for them to all say, hey guys, what if we made a TV show about being in your 40s and 50s? Uh, I think <laughs> it's, it's interesting through that lens. So very cool. As the only person on this particular chat in that age group, hard concur. <laughs> hard concur. <laughs> it is. We'll let you know one day, Holly. We'll let you know. Well, in a, in a way, I mean, kind of piggybacking off of both of what you're saying, I kind of this week have had a lot of thoughts and obviously I don't ever like to share any of these things but you know you see the articles about they made Boba Fett weak and this and that and all of that and I just keep thinking about like where I'm at and I mean clearly I'm not in the same exact place in life as him but I'm kind of going through as I think a lot of us are over the past two years massive transitions massive life changes um and yeah you know of course I want to see Boba Fett kick butt I mean it's kind of what he's really good at and we've definitely had that but I think it's far more compelling and, and it's far harder to look inward, look at yourself, want to change, take those steps to change, and then have to also, like you're saying, combat the outside forces that are, oh, you're this. This is what you are. This is what the yeah. world perceives you as. Um, so, yeah, I think I mean, it's beautiful. It's a media moment, right? I mean, even across, I think that the times are really making showrunners and filmmakers right now want to do that. I mean, I've Marvel right now is the other big thing and obviously same parent company. So it's easy to come to mind, but and same streaming service. But the idea that Marvel phase four has been the phase of trauma where it's, you know, especially look at like WandaVision or it's like, I want to be this, I want to be this, I want to be this. And then you have a gaslighting villain. that's like, no, 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 no. You're this, you've always been this and you will be this. And you, I will put you into a box. Um, so much of our storytelling right now, collectively and our pop culture is, look inward and i am glad that post last jedi you know there was there's been a a lot of sentiment and narrative that oh did last jedi scare people from ever being thoughtful again and i think that shows like this firmly say no it is definitely left its mark and um boba and din are following in the footsteps of what mark hamill did in that movie and uh i look forward to seeing all of my heroes go through the rocky balboa moment you know and over till it's over you can still rock out with your blaster out when you're in your 50s. My knockout. Say don't. Yeah. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> well, on that note, 
Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Alden, where can everyone find you? You can find me uh, tweeting copiously to the annoyance of many at that Alden Diaz um, on Twitter and then on Instagram. It's also that Alden Diaz, T-H-A-T-A-L-D-E-N-D-I-A-Z. And um, on Oxford Radio, also doing the one-on-one interview stuff and then rewatch Between Worlds with Nikki Kumar, um, analyzing Star Wars Rebels, One and Done Film Club, movie show that we do as well with our friend Reed Devaney. Um, And then, yeah, just uh, popping up, doing lots of live show stuff, trying to, you know, combat the existential dread of a never-ending apocalypse. So there you go. Holly, <laughs> where can everyone find you? <laughs> and uh, is, there, is there anything exciting coming up for you? I mean, the apocalypse is on. Um, <laughs> I am on Twitter as Surliest Girl and on Instagram as Girly 5 I host Full of Sith for Star Wars Talk. If you want history talk, you can check out Stuff You Missed in History Class. If you want history true crime, you can check out Criminalia. And next week we are launching um, the official companion podcast for Raised by Wolves along with the premiere of season two which is a wild ride so if you watch season one you have no idea (laughs) Um, it's spectacular and super fun and I'm very excited to be doing that one Uh, I think that covers all of the majors at the moment that's awesome that's so cool well thank you so much for joining us thank you for having me what a delight so fun I'm so glad you can join us you can follow me at the mandatorian on twitter and instagram that's the mandalorian with a t instead of the l as always, please subscribe to Octo Radio for more of Mandatory and Creed and the other fun shows that Alden just talked about. Um, we will see you next week for the episode six discussion. And until then, drink water, don't trust the government, and always ask yourself, what would size noodles do? Bye. I've heard your voice thousands of times. Mine might be the last one you hear.